comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos! You can be seated. Let's see if we can make progress. We have a short time to stay here. Just about one hour because of the coffee. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 16. We will be looking into what we have already titled the deliverance ministry. going through the scriptures, you will be amazed at how much um, space and emphasis was actually given to this concept, this um, ministry. It's amazing how much people have actually given themselves to understand this. How much people have given themselves to success in it. Seeing how much emphasis Jesus himself placed on it. Are you with me? And as we have found out that <coughs> beyond many things that Jesus is for us, that first of all, that he is a pattern. Say a pattern. <coughs> now, the presence and power of God is, is very strong. So anything can happen online, offline. There are people are following us online. Online, offline. There is no distance in the realm of the spirit. There is a point I, I need to make in the book of Acts. Then we will fly into our teaching. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer. This is Paul. This is Paul. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us. Now, there are two things you already see there. Where are they going? Where are they going to? I used to think once we are in prayer that there is nothing bad that can happen in prayer. Until I began to study my scriptures and I found out clearly that it seems as if the worst of things happen in prayers. Yes. Most times when Satan hides, he hides in unlikeliest of places. So that even your attention will not reach it. Are you with me? Just check that place now. The mighty man of God, such as Paul was, was saying that, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. That word divination is Python. Say Python. Yes. Methods which brought her masters much gain by what? Soothsaying. Now, if you check this thing now, you will find out that 70% of what they call prophetic ministry is actually soothsaying. Are you with me? So, that is not where we are going. So, if you measure how um, much a prophetic ministry has fulfilled this quota 
by how accurate the prophecy is, then you will miss it. Because if you look at the next thing that happened, the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying what? These men are the servants of the Most High God. Which what? Show us the way of salvation. Even their fellow believers have not been able to give that sort of clear accreditation to their ministry and their person. Meanwhile, a lady that doesn't know them was able to give that accreditation. So if you are not careful, as a matter of fact, there is no human being that will not be swept with that level of accreditation. And such was what happened to Paul. And this she did for many days. You see? Yes. It is normal for people to give you that accreditation. And you assume because what they said is correct. Eh? And um, they said, just that is correct, they said a good thing. One, accuracy. Two, good. Still doesn't make it correct. The reason why I needed to touch her is because... Um, 70% of what we understand as the deliverance ministry around our territory revolves around prophetic ministry. So, once somebody has a prophetic gift, he assumes he has a deliverance ministry. But meanwhile, we'll go to the scriptures and then we find out what he actually means to be involved in the ministry of deliverance. Now, we'll not seek, don't seek my opinion. Meanwhile, I can still give you my own experiences and encounters to betray the point but that is not where you should put your faith upon are you with me so we are going to read for ourselves from the scriptures seeing what was written there and then we can take it you from it the end point of this our engagement huh, is that men will be free from all the misdemeanors of satan do you know what this thing is proving, Bishop. It means that Satan can hide behind a great man of God and be doing terrible things. You will not be aware. I want to know a bigger man of God than Paul. And they are even in a group. And they were not able to see that this woman is in this business by a demon. You see it? You see why we have to penetrate you see why we have to penetrate some things you see why sometimes we have to do checks and balances in case I forget the basis of satanic oppression is in what we call stilt, stilt deceit and cunning and subtility in other words Satan will not intentionally want you to know that he is the one walking. So, anytime you begin to see Satan manifest his goods, it means that he already has a lot of ground that he has covered in that territory, such that even when you are aware, you can't do much about it. Are you with me? Because if he reveals himself in the seasons when, if you are aware, you can be able to do something about it, then it will become dangerous to his oppression. Huh? So he begin to gain ground, 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 until somebody like Eve has eaten and given the husband to eat. It will now become obvious by their action what Satan has done. By then, Satan didn't hide himself again. But the scripture said when he was engaging his ministry that the serpent is more subtle than any other beast. 
that was when we found out that his ministry is based on subtlety many activities that move around <laughs> see the truth is that the activities that move around men each and every one of them is powered by either of two sources there is no middle point the day you be you are aware that there is no middle point even on this planet earth and any engagement that we find ourselves then you'll be more careful in the things that you find yourself anything you do either empowers the project of god or empowers the project of satan meanwhile satan will not allow you to know clearly that this thing you are doing empowers his ministry are you with me now so satan can hide satan can hide somewhere and <laughs> Satan can hide somewhere and be robbing you of something. And that demon that is robbing you of that thing will try to make you to understand that this thing is a, a natural disadvantage. You are not with me. Simply because since the time you since the time you can never remember, this challenge has been with you for long. Doesn't mean that it is true because there is a demon behind that. I will not get to the, the let this teaching is much so i'm trying to touch some things in case we are not able to get to i don't know how long the holy spirit will allow us to go on this night eh? for example there were vulnerabilities that you were open to when you were small now in those days some things became became part of your system hmm? now after some time you believe the lie of Satan and they became part of your oppression upon the face of the earth such that you have admitted and accepted that weakness. That, that kind of disadvantage. It is Satan. It is devils that is at work. Eh? They have worked for so long that their oppression has become part of your, part of your living. Are you with me? That is the intent of Satan. To work so much in your life to such an extent that you will now accept that his work is part of your daily and natural life. Eh? That is actually also how God works. That is why the word is supernatural, not super spiritual. Because every of those spiritual beings is seeking expression on the natural plane. They are seeking expression in such a way that even you will not know that they are the one operating. Are you with me? So the mighty man of God, Paul, they were going to prayer every day. They were going to prayer every day. Paul, who are you? You see, sometimes we become, simply because of one or two things we know about Bible and all that, some people become proud. And this is the way Satan works. There are certain things that if you do not present to God, Satan will stay there and begin to do many damages until you admit that this one is wrong and that is part of the reason why when we go back i'm going to show you according to jesus deliverance is actually preached say preached i have told you people what it means to preach preaching is a capacity we receive by the anointing of the spirit to open a window of possibilities for men Eh? so that they can gain access to that experience are you with me so if you have not been able to open a window of possibilities for men by the reason of your preaching i don't know what you did but it's not preaching 
follow me follow me now follow me now follow me are you with me now so when you preach deliverance are you with me the target is to open a window of possibilities for men in that scope in that context eh? so that if men by that preaching by that window you open in the spirit can enter into that experience they will interact with the reality therein are you with me now so that is what jesus meant by saying that deliverance is preached in fact when he was speaking ah, jesus help me we have many things to touch that's why you see myself i'm running fast follow me if it's possible just be praying in tongues because we need to cover ground we need to cover ground He took Paul coming to a point where he was grieved in the spirit. <laughs> there was no natural means of tracing what was wrong until he was grieved in his spirit. Are you with me? There is a man of God that taught us. He said, You see all these movies that people act? That it will start well oh, and then end with the people dying. He said it's Satan that, that, that produced that movie, that directed it. Are you with me? This is what Satan will want you to believe. That as you are going, hmm, many things bad will happen to you. Many things good will happen to you. Many things bad will happen to you. After some time, you accept suffering. Yes, you accept bad luck. After some time, you are affected by a low self-esteem. That's a demon. But he will not want you to know. You now accept that. Let these people go up in this side. Let let we be doing this side. I'm talking to you. So that you are coming to the place of prayer has not nullified the impact of that ministry. Are you with me? Because even the man of God, Paul, they were coming every day, coming every day. It so happened that their coming every day was not able to neutralize the impact of that spirit of divinity. The demon was following them. Ah, Jesus help us. Um as I said, our topic is the deliverance ministry. There are people that said that there is no such thing as deliverance ministry. Is it true? Now, I understand what they mean. And from the, their point, they are correct. But if you see the whole scope, you find out that that is half of the explanation. You see, what they meant is that some people will start something. Are you with me? start a congregation and say that their call is just to do deliverance no 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 no. that is more like saying that god called me to preach the gospel of prosperity even though prosperity is part of the gospel we should preach but nobody is called specifically to preach prosperity what we are called to preach is the is the kingdom are you with me but when you come into the kingdom you there there is deliverance there Eh? and then there is prosperity there as a matter of fact the word salvation you know the meaning of salvation in Greek there are two 
words for salvation in Greek. One is what? Sozo. The second one. The second one, Soteria. The, the implication. Are you with me? It means deliverance. That word salvation actually means deliverance. But it is deliverance from every oppression. First, on the spiritual plane. Eh? Second, on the soulish plane. And the third, on the natural plane. It is called complete deliverance. That is why what we call salvation, according to the description of what the apostles showed us, um, the scripture was saying, it said, receiving the end of our uh, faith, even the salvation of our soul. Are you with me? What does it mean? It means that the target of the second level of salvation is that you will be fully transformed in your soul. Are you with me? It is at that point that the salvation that is already a reality in your spirit man has now fully found expression on your soul. Are you with me? At that point, the government of the spirit is 100% present in your soul. Meanwhile, you need to understand that the heart ah, Holy Spirit. Now, the heart of a man is the seat of his personality. What did I say? The heart of a man is the seat of his personality. And the heart is more like the mixture of the soul and the spirit. Are you with me? So, there are components of the spirit that mixes with the soul. And that particular place where that mixture took place is what is called the heart. Are you with me? So, the heart, I've taught it many times. Some of you that have started with me since 2017, we did the drawing. One of the things we drew is the contact point between the soul and the spirit. Eh? That place is like a, 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 a sponge. Say sponge. It's like a sponge, a dam. That point is called the heart. Because that place has the capacity to assimilate intangible realities of you. Anything that finds, finds itself inside that place gains access to that sponge. Are you with me? You will start operating from that place. It's like a sponge. You know what a sponge is? A sponge absorbs. Say absorbs. So, there can be information that is still in your soul. There can be oppressions that is still in many aspects of your soul. But it has not yet been absorbed in your heart. That is why sometimes when you take messages and you are listening to it. Do you know why you listen to it 20 times, 30, 40? There are messages I have listened to a thousand times. There are messages I have listened to 2,000 times. I still listen to it today. I started listening to it 11 years ago. <laughs> you see, the, the thing is, I already know what the man said, word for word, minute for minute. But there is something else we are looking for. The spirit therein can only be touched by absorption. And the instrument and facility with which you can absorb is what we now call what? The heart. Are you with me? So when spirits begin to gain entrance and influence in your soul, their target is not to end in the soul, it's to get to the heart. Because whoever is in charge of the heart is in charge of your life. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of there is the issues, issues of life. When anything gets to your heart, you cannot stop yourself from operating from that dimension. Are you with me? Anyway, we will get to that because there are three planes of deliverance. 
One is the spiritual. Anybody that has gotten born again has already experienced. Are you with me? The spiritual deliverance. Then transformation is the process of you gaining into the full measure of the soulish deliverance. Huh? Then there is physical and natural deliverance. Bodily healing. Healing. Say healing. Have you prayed for a cancer patient and the person died? And you know that the time of death for that person has not come. He, she still died. I wept and cried. The reason why you see it and it doesn't touch you is because you are heartless. If there is compassion in your heart, compassion is, is not mere feeling. No, compassion is not pity. Are you with me? I asked God many years ago. I said, ah, I have pity. I you know, I feel for these people. He said, that is not compassion. Compassion is being moved. But not just being moved. Being moved to the point that you will pay the price it takes to help the people in need. So if you are moved by compassion, you must be able to succor them. Except a man has been able to receive what it takes to succor somebody. What you are doing is maybe sympathy. Are you with me? It is compassion that makes you to fast. It is compassion that makes you to do ministry. You know what is ministry? Ministry is the merchandise of life. Do you know how life comes? Do you know how you generate life? It was Paul that was speaking. He said that death worked in us and life in you. Meaning that all of his activities is geared towards death. Ministry in his body. That man was speaking in the book of Colossians. He said that I might fulfill the measure of the suffering of Christ. Of the suffering that is lacking. I mean, he is trying to say that Jesus suffered though, but he didn't finish his suffering. I know he seems strange. When I read that place, I now saw that indeed there is, when he said the finished work of Christ, it means that there are works of Christ that is not yet finished. Believe it. If every work has been finished, then there is no need you. There is no need for ministry gifts. Are you with me? Anyway, it is the finished work of Christ that enables the work that we are doing. So let me balance it. Because I might not have time to say this and somebody will not listen to it. So both of them is correct. Are you with me? What I'm trying to say is this. Paul is saying that I'm suffering in my body so that that which is lacking in the body of Christ will be supplied. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A human being is saying this. You need to know what is ministry. So sometimes you fast for three days. Throughout prayer and prophetic conference, a, a day before till we finish, I never ate, not for once. All those preaching, all those prayer, all those things, I never put, I never ate. And of course, when I moved to that level, one of the things that happened to me is that my system readjusts. I don't, I don't, as from experience, as you mature, you begin to learn how to manage your body. From experience, if my body reaches that level, it is hard for me to come back. When I see food at that level, it will, it will be an insult. There is such a thing as that. May God help you to that place. <laughs> now, that is not the point. The point is, the intent of the fasting huh? 
is that death will walk in us. So that what? Life will walk in. That is what it means that man carries compassion. You carry compassion. You know that you can't help. Is that enough? Do something to help. Do something to help. When people say that there is no deliverance ministry, what they are trying to say is that God did not call you and say, oh, I have been doing only deliverance. That's what they mean. But the whole gospel actually is talking about deliverance. If you have preached the gospel well, what people will receive is what? Say deliverance. Either deliverance from sin, are you with me? Deliverance from sickness, deliverance from Satan, from demons. But our emphasis today is deliverance from Satan and devils. Now, when you look at the concept of the ministry of deliverance, there is also um, there is also uh, we, we can say the two is the same, but technically they are not the same. See, deliverance is not exactly the same with warfare. Technically. Are you with me? Technically. Are you with me now? Deliverance. Are you with me? Now, if you look into the scripture, when you want to engage evil spirits in the basis of deliverance hmm? the instrument with which you engage them is already available as a matter of fact the scripture uh, the, is a commandment the scripture said that cast out devils heal the sick, raise the dead freely you have received what? freely give but when the scripture now brought us to the book of Ephesians remember the book of Ephesians is the um, apex of the revelatory ministry of Apostle Paul. Are you with me? And it was there by his ministry that he revealed that the ultimate believer is what? A warrior. Are you with me? Read it now. Ephesians. The ultimate believer is a warrior. By the time you are getting to chapter 6, eh, he said, put on the whole armor of God. It was then that we now found out that all he has been telling us from chapter 1 to chapter 6 was just to prepare us for warfare. He said, having he says, stand therefore. What? Stand therefore. It was then that we understood what it means to stand. That standing. What does it mean to stand? Standing is not standing like this. Standing is warfare. Are you with me? So that is when we understood that the apex of the ministry of the believer is warfare. Now follow me, follow me. Now, but he said that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Are you following me? You see the challenge now. So, there are times you cast out devils. And there are times you what? Wrestle. You fight. The question is, which is which? To be specific, when you cast out devils, the word we use is deliverance or expelling of spirits. Are you with me? And the basis for that is why we are doing this teaching. The basis for that is because their presence is in a place that probably we have deemed illegal by the truth that is found in the scripture. Are you with me? But when it's warfare, they are not necessarily present. Are you with me? Ah... God will help us. There are many places we need to go. For example, when we begin to... Are you with me? When we begin to analyze, we find out what is a demon, what is an evil spirit. Are they the same? 
Don't be quick to answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, I will, I, I, there are many things we need to look into. There are up to five, five sections. The first section, let's see if we can do two sections today. In the next 30 minutes, I don't know how God will help us in Jesus' name. Because we need to pray. Do you, are you with me? The thing is not just to give you information. The thing is to do practicals. Is to do practicals. Yes. The greatest way, one of the greatest and easiest way to prove that Jesus is around and that there is a kingdom that is trying to superimpose itself upon the face of the earth is to cast out devils. When last did you cast out devils? You need to cast out. That's the easiest way to exercise yourself. Are you with me? If I say this, we'll go far. But there is such a thing as ministry of demons. Yes. I will not go there. Because when you go to the scripture, there is a time that Jesus met some demons and they told him, our time has not yet come. You are not getting me. It means that they are allowed to do some things for some certain purposes. Are you with me? In fact, if you go to the book of... Oh, let me not go there. It will make us... So, even them, Jesus appeared to them and they told him, our time... That means they are giving time to do what? <laughs> when we begin to treat this matter well, you will find out that demons are extremely legalistic beings. Their operations is based on legalism and laws. That means that an average evil spirit understands the laws guiding the realm of the spirit more than you. That is why <laughs> that is why if you have to be competent in this ministry, you have to receive a teaching and a preaching on it. Are you with me? It's not even enough to come and say, I bind you, I bind you, I cast you. I cast. The one you are doing is not working. The reason is that the demon knows that you are not trained, you are not informed, you don't carry revelation, you are not you don't even know who you are. <laughs> are you with me? And remember, anytime we say these things, it is not but it is not a physical reality. It is a spiritual reality. When we say we don't know who you are, I'm not saying you don't know your name is uh, Solomon. Are you with me? Pastor, it's not you. I think his name is Solomon. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't know your name is Samuel. Eh? I'm saying in the realm of the spirit, your name, that, that identity that your name carries has not become a reality that devils accept. Are you with me? When Jesus appears before a demonized person, do you know what they will say? Jesus, that son of God, what do you have to do with us? Torment us not! That means whatsoever and whomsoever Jesus is, is a reality in the spirit that is easily seen and can be easily interacted with. Of course, you know now. When we go down to that book of Acts, I think chapter 19 or so, we met some two guys. Is it two or seven? <laughs> oh, you people know them. <laughs> they said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preach, come out. Meanwhile, are you with me? Those guys are not, they are not 
newbies. They are not new to these things. Because when you go, Skiva, who is Skiva? Huh? He's a priest. So these people are conversant with biblical terminologies and, and, and lingo. Say lingo. I bind you and I send you to Abyss. I bind you seven times. I turn your head. I, no. They will slap you. because they, Are you with me? They will know that what you learned is a religious lingo. That the, I, now, you can do that oh. if it is true that your words are backed up with reality. Then those demons will even res, respond most times even before you have said anything. I have entered meetings like this. I have not said anything. I just entered meeting and demonized people were falling. I was in a place some years ago. And then we finished night prayers. When we finished, and I hope somebody will not hear this. I now, I'm not trying to do deliverance or anything. No. When they finished, they now said, by, they now said, Pastor, close the prayers. And I prayed, prayed after praying. I said, Kai! I'm looking for two people. I'm looking for two people. I'm looking for two people. I turn. As soon as I turn, a lady began to manifest. And that lady is the finest amongst us. You will be lost. <laughs> if you continue to look upon the faces. I'm telling you. Somebody can squeeze his face. Who is squeezing his face now? <laughs> and you now say, it's possible it's this one. Then you are lost. We we'll get to all the teachings. and The reality amongst us is that we will find out that um, deliverance ministry is such that you can everybody can administer. Are you with me? It is such that it is the believers' ministry. Say the believers' ministry. Yes. Every one of us can what? Do it. That is even part of the reason why those people that said there, there is no deliverance ministry said it. They are trying to say that there are no special people that this thing was meant for. Amen. So, the first thing we we'll look at is the first is why deliverance ministry. Now, there are three major reasons that I will bring out. Follow me now. There are three major reasons. Huh? The first one is that um, Jesus did it. That's enough reason. Jesus did it. Luke chapter four, verse eighteen. When somebody, um, somebody read it for me, open, open Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The testimony of Luke chapter 4, verse 18 is, um, is uh, Jesus is trying to echo what is written in the book of Isaiah concerning him. And that is a messianic prophecy, a fulfillment of a messianic prophecy. So when Jesus picked up that book, the scripture says, as his custom was, he began to read. And he said that today is this scripture fulfilled amongst you. Huh? Are you there? If you are there, say amen. amen. Somebody read it for me. Hallelujah. No, find Mike. Find Mike. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Luke 4 18. Mm. 
the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Watch you, watch you. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Mm. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. To preach deliverance to the captives. It's okay. It's okay. He said that the spirit of the Lord God has anointed me. Now, this is, this is the point. The point is this. That this is a revelation of the Messianic anointing. And the Messianic mandate. Are you with me? See, the, the, this revelation here is trying to show us the, the extent of the Messianic anointing and the purpose and mandate of that anointing. So he said that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. For what purpose? He said that because he has anointed me. And he began to list the purposes of the anointing. And one of the. Are you with me? Do you know what, you know what is Messianic? The, 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 the um, purpose of the Messianic activity is because of salvation. If there is no need, are you with me? If there is no need for salvation, then there is no need for the Messiah. The purpose of the Messiah is to um, fulfill and make the reality of salvation to become ours. Are you with me? Uh, according to Moses, he said that a prophet like unto me with the Lord send unto you. In fact, the Messiah has been so, spoken so much about and many things said about him that every common Jew is expecting the Messiah to come. Even though they are expecting him to come in a different way. He didn't come the way they expected, so they despised him. The scripture, John was speaking in the book of John chapter 1. He said that he came to his own and his own rejected him. The reason why his own rejected him is not as if he's intentional, but they are tools of discerning the personality that came amongst them and lived amongst them. All of them were natural. So they looked into the books. He was even telling them, you read the scriptures and if you really read it, you will see me there. But they read it, they didn't see him. It was a proof that it was intentional by God to shroud the mystery of the Messiah and salvation. Eh? inside the scripture so that it will take only the spirit for you to understand that reality eh? and the access the, the way to receive the spirit that helps us to partake and experience the riches of salvation is only by faith and if it is true that is by faith then we ca- they cannot come and say our father Abraham we are now special no in faith everyone is the same both Jew and Gentile eh? that is the intent of God so that by that he will now make this the scripture was saying that everything will now become one you see it are you with me so the messianic anointing came for a messianic mandate and one of the mandate is preaching of what deliverance so we are saying why deliverance we now found out that the one of the major reasons of the messiah coming is to preach deliverance now um as I said before, that that revelation in the book of Luke chapter 4 from 14 to 18 is a revelation of the jubilee that came upon the face of the earth and for human as a result of Jesus Christ eh? becoming human and living amongst us. If you go down one of the mandates of the messianic anointing is to preach the acceptable year. We have talk, spoken about it. Are you with me now? Hmm? So, 
when Jesus came, his intent is to preach deliverance. That's why he's anointed. Jesus is trying to tell you that as soon as anointing comes on somebody, it is only natural that that person will be operating for the purpose of delivering men. First from sin. Second from sickness. Third from Satan. So he assumes that any time you open up your mouth to preach that either of these three actually you can extend it to anything. Are you with me? Anything that is the consequence of the fall of man eh, is included in what the power of the gospel can restore. We have treated what is the gospel. The gospel is simply God's plan to recover what man has lost. Are you with me? The question is what did man lose? What happened? Man sinned and man lost a kingdom and a lifestyle a nature. So the gospel is simply to restore all those things. Are you with me? So Jesus what? Did it. That's the number one reason why there is deliverance. Are you with me? And if it is true that Jesus did it, that reason is enough. As I said to you, Jesus is not just your Savior. He is not just your Lord. He is also what? Say the pattern man. The scripture was telling us in the book of First Corinthians chapter 15. He said that from that book of First Corinthians chapter 15, we found out that there are only two men that has walked upon the face of the earth. Who are they? Number one is what? Huh? Number two is what? The first one is Adam. The second is Christ. Huh? So, after them, every other race is now modeled. You don't know what it means. It means that by an act of God's authority, you were included in Adam as a natural person. By the same act of authority, did you choose to be born in Nigeria? I know this man. He would have loved to be born at Arkansas. There is a place. There is a place called Arkansas. Are you with me? But these things are beyond you. These are the components of the statement that was made in the book of Jeremiah. God was speaking to Jeremiah. He said, before you entered your mother's womb, I knew thee. And then I ordained thee a prophet. Unto what? Nation. These are interactions and realities that predated even conception. Are you with me? So, that means how you are, con- how you are conceived, what happened is not the matter. The matter is what happened even before you are con- conceived. Uh, your identity and your destiny predates conception. Are you with me? So Jesus is a pattern man. What it means for him to be a pattern man is that he has set an example of what it means to be a God's man. So, in case you want to be God's man, you want to be correct at all, what do you need to do? Simply pattern your life according to what Jesus did. And you have finished what you need to do. That's all. Are you with me? So, if Jesus cast out devil, and you are not casting devil, are you correct? What if Jesus is holy and you are not holy? Are you correct? 
you see it see what i notice is that people read the scriptures and they pick and choose which one you see because i can read the bible now and some of the things i preach and emphasize on lends itself to my strength are you with me for example there are many things that are my strength but i try as much as possible not to give too much because um, there are many truths in the scripture and none of them stands in isolation are you with me so when you take a truth in the scripture and stretch it beyond his stand his specific context what it what will happen is that you enter error even though it is truth are you with me so the only time that truth will represent his full reality and meaning and be able to supply the quota of ministration that is intended by it is simply when you put it in context and its position are you with me so sometimes before you can be able to benefit from the full ministration of a truth in the scripture it has to be in conjunction with other truths huh? for example the scripture said that the word came and went amongst us the scripture says that he was full of grace and what? Eh? So you cannot just come and say it's only grace. It's grace and truth. You see, you can say it's grace so, and you are correct. Say you are correct. So you continue pushing it, pushing it. You can reach a place where you now enter error if you do not also acknowledge that in the same vein and in the same way that he is grace, he is also in the same manner, the same extent, what? Truth. You see, the reason why people fail to grasp <laughs> the reason why people fail to grasp this reality is that they use their finite mind to try to grasp things that are eternal in scope. Are you with me now? So, for example, I've said it often and on. When the Bible says God is Alpha Omega, it's not Alpha and Omega. It's Alpha Omega. You cannot understand it with your finite mind. For example, when the scripture, you understand by the scripture that God is three in one and also one. At the same time, you cannot use your finite mind to understand it. Because the reality of the members of the Godhead is a... a, a for example, the Holy Ghost is space-time infinitum. So there is no way a man and a being that is standing in time and space can be able to gain full understanding of that personality. Because his reality is dwelling in a realm that you have not even experienced. Sometimes, the, the only way for you to touch the reality and understand that personality is by intercourse and fellowship. Are you with me? Then your spirit is drawn out of this realm and brought into his realm. That is the only way you can, by an act of that ministration, be able to interact with the reality of the eternal ones. Are you with me? That is why the Holy Ghost came, so that by his ministry, somehow, we will be taken out of time and brought into the eternal dimensions of God that is and then only can we experience God himself the scripture said in the book of John chapter 17 verse 3 he said that this is life eternal that we might what know God it then means that what you are you with me that eternity is found when we have koinonia that word no is called ginosko say ginosko it is what happens between husband and wife it's called intimacy it is at that point that a man is transported. The word. Why am I going here? Jesus help me. We don't have time. The word koinonia means seven things. You already know. One of them is intimacy. Another one is transport. 
So, by fellowship, you are transported from the realm of man to the realm of God. And it doesn't matter where you are finding yourself physically. So, somebody like Elijah can stand at Camel, and then the prophets of Baal will stand. He will say, Before the Lord God, whom I what? Is you that think he's standing at Camel? As long as he's concerned, he's standing in the heavenly places. His dwelling places is in God. <laughs> His seat is planted in God. So when you, those sort of people, when you send arrow, send arrow, send arrow, it will not touch them. The reason is because they are not standing on the ground. Are you with me? Now, the second point is because it is the lost instruction. Matthew 10, quickly, quickly, quickly. We have 15 minutes. Jesus, help us. It's obvious <laughs> our journey will be far. <laughs> ah, read it for me. Quickly, read it for me. Somebody read it for me. Matthew chapter 10 from verse 1 to 8. Quickly. No, 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 no. You need my... Matthew chapter 10. Verse 1. If you are there, two. say amen. amen. Okay, continue. From verse 1. Mm. And when he had called unto him his mm-hmm. twelve disciples, okay, you know what will happen. Just read one and eight. He gave them power against unclean spirits mm-hmm. to cast them out, mm-hmm. and to heal all manner of sicknesses mm-hmm. and all manner of diseases. Mm-hmm. Verse eight. Yes. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. It's okay. So the second. You know, we ask the question, why deliverance? We found out that in the first instance, Jesus did it. We didn't go into many scriptures where Jesus did it. As a matter of fact, all the scriptures is littered with Jesus casting out devils. I found out that in almost every case that Jesus preached, there is always healing and casting of devils. In almost every case. You can take a chain reference of where Jesus preached in the scriptures you will find out that this is true. Are you with me? So somebody that said he preached and then devils are not cast out and people are not healed, has he done a job? Meanwhile, you need to also understand that deliverance, are you with me? Is in three planes. But the deliverance that is being spoken about here is the expelling of demons. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, there is deliverance that we can term transformation of the soul. Eh? But the one that we are talking about here is what? Say, a spelling of what? That is exactly the one we mean. Eh? We know that transformation is also deliverance. We know that born again experience is also deliverance. But the one we are talking about is what? And they shall expel devils. <laughs> it was Jesus. So the third point is um, the third point is to promote the kingdom. Are you with me? You need to understand that what man lost in the garden of Eden was a kingdom. Huh? That is why the whole the whole gospel is about the kingdom. Is the gospel about saving you only? If you are saved, why are you saved? There is a booklet a great man of God used to give those days. He said, now that you are saved. What? Now that you are saved. What is the next thing? You see? Should I tell you the truth? I read that book many times. But it took me many years to understand 
now that you are saved. The truth is that 70% of the people in the body of the Christ, they don't know the answer to that. They think they know it or they don't. Now that you are saved, the next thing is the kingdom. You see, salvation is an economy that God has brought so that you will be incorporated back into the kingdom because the realities of God, are you with me? can only be found in the context of the kingdom. If you operate outside of the kingdom, God is not aware of any oppression that is outside of the kingdom. As a matter of fact, there is nothing like operating outside the kingdom actually. Are you with me? When you operate outside the kingdom of God, the same time you operated outside of the kingdom of God is... uh, How will I say it now? What is the right word to use? At the same moment, you are operating in the kingdom of darkness. It might look subtle. It might not look like it. Are you with me? When a man lies, it might not look big. But the truth is that by that lie, you empowered Satan. When a man collects bribe, it might not look like it. But by that, you empower Satan. In the immediate, you might not see the impact. You can even go and ask for forgiveness. God will forgive you. It's not about forgiveness, so. See, let's stop all this baby Christianity. That is why if you become pastor tomorrow, if you are not grounded in this, after five years, you won't know how to preach again. You will start preaching what you have preached many times. Do you know why? You don't know how to measure and lead people through the path of spiritual progress. Eh? Then your members after ten years will still be babies. Eh? With all your good intention, they will be babies. The reason is that you don't know how to lead them through the path of spiritual progress. You don't even know it. For you to understand that, then you must understand the context and concept of the kingdom. That salvation is meant to bring you into the kingdom. That is where the reality of God is. Eh? God is a king and the scripture called it the king of kings. Are you with me? Then if he's a king of kings, there is a mandate of rulership that is resting. The question is, what does he mean to rule? Now, when you do something, are you with me? When you do something, for example, God has called you, the scripture said in the book of Ezekiel, I have set watchmen upon my walls. He didn't say, I will set. He said, I have set. Huh? You are not with me. For the fact that you have not functioned in your office as a watchman, doesn't mean that the reality of your calling and position is already is not already a reality in God. Are you with me? For any reason why you are not functioning, eh? it has not nullified the fact that your position and office is vacant in the spirit. For any reason why, and because when you are, are you with me? When you leave that office vacant, don't you think by an act of negligence that you have also inadvertently what empowered Satan? Is it not true? So, the reason why your office is vacant is because you are used to collecting bribe. Are you with me? So, simply because you have not seen yourself, you will say, eh, are you this is why where we made mistake, Pastor. The, the, where we, we miss this more is when people get born again, we tell them it's going to heaven. Going to heaven. So, when they sin, their job is to ask for forgiveness. So, when they get forgiveness, they will say, finally I'm back. The they, they are myopic. They are failing to see that the kingdom is short-chained anytime they, they settle for babyhood. Are you with me? The offices and rank and stature that 
that is ordained for them in the kingdom will be lying far and vacant. God will still be crying, I need men. Meanwhile, there are men littered everywhere. They will be lacking. This simply is because by an, by an act that they took, eh, they didn't, they, their purpose is not to leave their office vacant, but they gave themselves to an appetite. They gave themselves to a desire. They gave themselves to a, a route in life. And by that action that they took, by that decision, by that place they found themselves, eh, they have separated themselves from the mandate that God has ordained for them in the kingdom. And then their office has been left what? Vacant. And when your office is vacant, you don't need to say anything. You have what? Empowered. Jesus said, if you love me, what? Keep my commandment. It then means that the proof of God's, proof of your love for God is that you kept your estate. You kept your position. When we appear before God in the judgment seat of Christ, even as believers, we will now begin to understand the basis of God's judgment. And one of the things we understand is that the scripture says that the angels that left their first estate, the judgment that came on them is irredeemable. He said, how much more? We. You see, today I'm filled with the spirit of might. Demons assemble at your presence. One and mighty God we serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is great. Pray in the spirit for two minutes. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is great. Assemble at your presence. <laughs> oh my God. What a mighty God we serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is great. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. We beckon on you, monarch of Zion. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is great. I see the angels of the living God descending. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. <laughs> glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is good. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. 
everything written about you is good. Demons tremble at your presence. Tremble at your presence. <laughs> what a mighty God we say. Taka, taka. 